Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. Try to give you what God's give us. Appreciate the Word of God tonight. Hebrews chapter number 11. We'll get it, but verse, uh, verse number 24, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 24. Just a word on faith tonight, and uh, we trust that God will place on your heart what he's placed on mine. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible." Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, attempting to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Father, thank you for your word. We pray earnestly that you'd open our hearts to this again. We pray that you would speak it into the hearts of others now. We ask God for the clarity of mind and speech. We have nothing God but ignorance to offer, but we pray for the power of your spirit to move among us and speak. May your voice be clear. May we as your people receive this word. Father, not reject it, but receive it and allow you, God, to change us by it. Thank you for it. We're earnestly praying for the unction to deliver it, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I want as a text tonight to use verse number 27. I'll read it again. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but pay attention to this next part. It says, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I want you to think about that part of the text tonight as seeing him who is invisible. Uh, in this great chapter of those heroes of faith, we find that a good portion of it is committed to both Abraham and to Moses. Now, there were certainly many men and women of faith throughout the Old Testament, but a lot of passage or a lot of scripture given tonight on what Moses did as he believed God and what God did through him because of it. Moses believed God and it was this faith that produced some powerful characteristics. If you look at verse number 24, you'll see the commitment of Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That meant he made a commitment to God. (laughs) Uh, It didn't matter to him what it costed him. He made a commitment to God. 
And brother, faith is the beginning of all commitment, but not also that. There's a resolve in verse number 25, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Uh, Moses made up his mind that it didn't matter to him either what he was given up on, that he was going to continue with a great resolve to trust in God. And I'm certainly confident that his faith was a part of that. You find in verse 26 the hope that it produced, esteeming the reproaches of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. His faith in God produced a hope within him. You say, preacher, is that what? Let's just hang on with me. Let me get through these verses. But but the faith of God produces some things in our life that are powerful characteristics of a godly man or a woman. And when you think about it, commitment and resolve and hope. And in verse number 27, we see the courage that this faith produced in him. Verse number 28, we see an obedience that faith produced. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Verse number 29, a confidence by faith. They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians attempting to do all drowned. And when we look at all of those characteristics, you can say, well, if it comes to faith, we certainly have ought to have faith. And we ought to be truly uh, caring about our faith and asking for more faith and seeking how to have more faith. I mentioned it this morning. The Bible uh, told us that when they asked the Lord for more faith or increase their faith, he told them, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, Moses, I believe, was a man of faith. Ain't no question about it. And this just barely scratches the surface of what Moses had did and gone through and all that he experienced on that four year journey and everything that God had done through him but when you think about the wondrous things that faith did aren't you a little bit curious tonight uh, why it is that we don't really really allow God to work on our faith why is it that we cover that part up why is it that many times we get satisfied thinking that we have enough faith that somehow or another that our little faith is all that it takes to please God I'm glad today that all of these things when you employ them and when you allow faith to have its good work brother it'll produce in you some things that are of a godly nature and I believe that's what the church needs today certainly resolve and courage and hope and and commitment and all of these things friend that God did for Moses through his faith in God friend he'll do that for you and me but I want you to think tonight about one thing in particular and that'll be our thought I want you to think about how Moses endured all that he went through I want you to think tonight about all that he had had went through. I'm not going to go through the whole story. We don't have time tonight. But Moses bore underneath a great burden that day when he stepped up to that bush that was burning and was not consumed. The Bible said when Moses heard God speak out of there and God gave him a commission to go down to Pharaoh and tell him to let his people go. And the Bible said that Moses did what God said. He undertook. You see, he wasn't elected to that. Uh, He wasn't called by the people. Uh, They wasn't calling for a leader or for Moses to come. And yet God called him. And God said,
said, you go down and you tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Brother, he undertook a great burden that day. Undertook in, in his own self uh, to bear underneath the load that God had given him. But he believed God, you see. And that made all the difference in the world for the commitment and the hope and the resolve and brother, the courage and the confidence. All of the things that his faith produced, he'd need every bit of that. But I want you to look at verse 27 for the Bible said for enduring uh, he uh, was seeing him as who is invisible. I want you to think of how important it is tonight uh, for us to do that uh, that very hard thing of being able to see something that is invisible. I remember going to a movie one time and uh, finding out once we got in there that it was 3D. Now I'll tell you right now, you're in a mess if you go in there without glasses because it's just a bunch of lines and blurs and it's all just moving in a big jumble and you can't tell what's going on. When I realized that and went back out there and found out who had the glasses and went back in and when you put them on, you was able to see something. Now, let me tell you something. When it comes to being able to see God, you're going to have to put on the glasses of faith. Friend, without the glasses of faith, you can't see God today. And you say, preacher, God's invisible. Nobody can see him. I want you to know that according to the word of God, when we truly believe, brother, we're able to see God. We're able to see him who is invisible. You say, you can't see something. That's it. I realize it's impossible for man, and it ain't by these earthly eyes that I'm seeing God. God, but when I truly begin to believe, brother, I can see God working all around me. I don't need anybody to explain to me what's happening when the brother was testifying this morning about his daughter that had the wreck and how that they'd come in there and told him oh, she'll be dead by morning. I want you to know I can see the hand of God working right then. I could hear in his testimony. I had a feeling in my heart how it was going to turn out before he had ever told the whole story. You say, how in the world how can you see God who's invisible by faith we're able to see how the working of my great God and brother when you've got faith it'll help you to see with your heart and to hear with your heart and to know that this God is really there the Bible said that he endured Moses was able to endure the load that he bore now, there was a time or two in the wilderness that God was willing to give up on them. Moses never gave up. I like that. He's a picture of Christ, by the way. <laughs> he never gave up on the people. When God was willing to, to just destroy them all, amen, that old plague gone through. And the Bible said, oh, Aaron, run out there with that golden censer. And he was waving that thing around. And he stood between life and death. He held at bay the judgment of God that was a coming on them people. And while he was doing that, oh, Moses was on his knees. And he is begging God to be merciful again. He is asking God, you say, why in the world would God, amen, I do such a, let me tell you something, God's holy and he's righteous, but I've got one for him that is an advocate for me who makes intercession for me day and night you say can you see him not with these eyes but I'll tell you right now he's just as real as anybody sitting in this room he's just as present as anybody that's near me tonight amen he's just as right brother and he's able to help you see him if you can't tonight what a good God that we serve what a wondrous God that we serve Paul would say, he would say that 
all the things that Moses went through, he was able to endure it as seeing him who is invisible. Now, if you think of it that way, it kind of changes the way you think about it. If, if Moses was actually able to see him by faith, now not with the eyes, so we'll be careful here. This was a spiritual, a spiritual working of the heart. And because Moses believed God, he knew God was real. And see, God didn't have to be a form that he could see with his eyes. God didn't have to be something that he could touch with his own pants or, or, or fingers. God just had to be real. And brother, when faith comes into your heart, you'll recognize immediately that there is a God. How the Bible said in the book of Proverbs that it's the fool that hath said in his heart, there is no God. May I say to you today that it's by faith. How you say, preacher, can I convince you that there is no God? No, it's too late to try and convince me. You say, how come? Because by faith I've already seen him. By faith I've already tasted it and it's good. By faith I've already been to Calvary and seen the blood that was shed for me by faith you see I've already been to that tomb and brother it's empty by faith my Lord sits at the right hand of God the Father and he makes intercession for me for it's by faith I'm able friend and you're able to endure one more day as seeing him who is invisible because brother he's a present help in the time of need, he's not a figment of one's imagination. He's God Almighty, and he lives in my soul, and he's real today. Now, he was real for Moses. The Bible said that he talked with God just as if it was a friend to a friend. I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I talk to him. Amen. It's not, not much more formal than that. That he's a friend, the Bible said, sticking closer than a brother. <laughs> Amen. Ain't you glad today that by faith he's right there? I'll tell you right now, I don't have to look around, Alfred. I don't have to try to spot him with these eyes. I don't have to pick out where he's at. Here's what I can tell you. By faith, my Lord is with me. If you see me tomorrow, I'll guarantee you he's there. He said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. But he'd go with me even unto the end. Amen. By faith, I'll tell you right now, my God is real. And brother, you're able to endure. I'm able to endure. We can make it one more day when we just realize and begin to see him who is invisible. Yeah, he's invisible to the world. They can't see him. They can't see him. Listen to what the apostle Paul told them in Hebrews. I'm just going to read from Hebrews right now. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39. That is the verse before chapter 11. If you're looking at your Bible tonight, Hebrews 10, 39, he said, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. He said, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. What was he saying? The apostle Paul was trying to get the Hebrews, the Jew, amen, to recognize that even though they couldn't see God in the flesh, that he was still there. He was real. Brother, he's real now. 
I realize there's people out there today that are depending on religion to get them into heaven. But brother, religion won't save you. They're depending on some kind of good works to get them to glory. But brother, you can't get across this river, amen, on your good works. They're depending on something, friend, amen, that this world is conjured. But I want you to know there ain't but one way to get to heaven. You say, preacher, I had a man tell me this one time right out behind the church, right back behind this church. Amen. He looked me in the eye and he said, preacher, he said, I'll tell you right now. He said, a man don't know until he dies where he's going. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I beg your pardon. I said, I'm able to see the one who is invisible. Amen. I know he's there. I know what happened that day when he wrote my name in his book. I know that I was lost and he found me and that he lifted me up out of that horrible pit. He established my goings, brother. He set my feet on a solid rock. You say, how in the world can somebody invisible do that? I'll tell you right now. It just cause you can't see him with the eyes. It don't diminish the power of the Almighty. He's just as real as anybody here tonight. Amen. How do we endure as seeing him who is invisible? I'll tell you right now. When with the heart we get a glimpse of God, and that's what y'all do every day, by the way. We ought to just get a glimpse of God every morning. The Bible said there was a time when old Moses, he, he told God while he was up on the mountain, he said, I want to behold you, glory. I want to see you. And God told him, he said, Moses, he said, ain't nobody looked upon me and lived. And I'll tell you, we ought to be glad that these eyes have never seen him. Hey, man, you ever lay eyes in this flesh, you're a dead man. There ain't nobody can look upon my God. Ain't you glad he don't reveal himself to us in the flesh? Every one of us would fall over. He said, I can't show you who I am. I can't show you my glory. He said, you'll die. And the Bible said, he said, but I'll tell you what I will do. He said, I'm going to hide you. I'm going to hide you behind something, amen, that'll protect you. I'm going to hide you behind something that'll allow you to still experience my glory and maybe just get a glimpse of me. And the Bible said that God put him behind the cleft of the rock. I don't know where you are tonight, but brother, he placed me behind the cleft. And I get a vision of him every now and then. Woo! It's good sometimes. Amen. When you get behind the clay. Hey, there's one that protects me. Amen. From the holiness of God and the very thing that would take me out of here. I'm standing. Amen. Behind the one. Amen. That's made it possible for me to be reconciled to God. God's made a way. Amen. I'm glad. I'm getting pretty close to glory right now. I'm glad when I get a vision. I get a glimpse of the one who's invisible. This world can't see what I'm seeing. But brother, he's real today. And he lives inside my heart. And it makes me rejoice in my spirit. I'm able to endure as seeing him who is invisible. I can see him. Amen. You know why I love testimonies so much? This God tracks. Amen. Man, get our track up an old deer. Good snow on the ground. You can track up a rabbit. Amen. Tracks will lead you to something. I tell you right now, I like to hear people's testimonies. 
I'm talking about people that know what I'm talking about. Hey, people that can see him who is invisible. When they go to telling you a story, hey man, there's something about them stories that begin to bless my soul. You say, how come? Because they see in him who is invisible. That is an assurance to my soul that he is there and he is able to do all that he said. Bless his name. Bless his name as seeing him who is invisible. The Bible said he told Moses, he said, I'm going to pass by you. And the Bible said when he passed by, he was just able to get a glimpse of God. His hinder parts, he said. Just, he didn't see God's face. He just saw, saw the hinder parts as he went by. The Bible said, oh, Moses came down off the mountain and there's all going. <laughs> I like meeting people that, oh, you've been with Jesus, amen. That's what the Bible said in the book of Acts is they all gave account that them men been with Jesus. Hey, they didn't know if they was crazy or not, but they said they've been with, he's been with Jesus. We can tell that. These men have done lost their minds for him. They're done following him as if he was still here. It's just like he ain't dead. He ain't dead, you see. That's the problem with the world today is they think he's invisible because he don't exist. No. No, he's real today. He's real. Faith is the glasses that allow me to see God. And it's only faith. The Bible said he would go on to say in, in, in Hebrews there, Hebrews 11, 1. I'm just reading the next verse after 1039. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What did he say next? Evidence. You know what evidence does? It proves something. It's the evidence that proves the realness or the truthfulness of something. What we need, what the world needs, a little evidence of God. You know what it takes to get evidence? Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, I can't tell you what he looks like. Amen. That's the reason. That's the reason I really don't like pictures of Jesus. Ain't nobody knows what he looks like. Amen. I don't like pictures of, of I, don't, I ain't never seen a picture of God. But they sure try to do a lot of them about Jesus. And I, we probably better off just stay away from it. He said up here, don't make any graven images. So that's close. I think what we need to get, though, is to realize that the Bible said God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Did you know you can't worship God apart from the spirit of God? Amen. That is a vain attempt, amen, to do something in the flesh that was never meant to be able to be done in the flesh. Enduring as seeing him who is invisible. I believe today that there's some good Christian men and women in this place, and I thank God for every one of you. I do. He knows my heart, and I appreciate your commitment to God and your resolve and your hope and your confidence and your courage, all those things that Moses had You've got them too. You say, how you believe? Because faith has produced them in you. You can't help it. Amen. When faith goes to work, it'll begin producing those godly characteristics of men and women that believe in Jesus Christ. But you say, preacher, I just don't.
don't know if I'm going to be able to hold on. It feels like that it's getting too hard to carry. Let me be clear tonight. There'll never be anything put on you than what you can bear. I'll tell you right now, your God knows just exactly what to do and his will will never lead you into a place his grace can't keep you. Brother, God is real today and he's just as real as if you could see him with your eyes. You see, I'm able to see him this, this evening with my heart. Oh, I just love to see the things of God. We hear of those good things. I appreciate the testimony of, of the person this morning that was talking about the person that had cancer. And, and when they went back in, oh, it's Ray Ball. He's up here talking about his friend. And he and he just, amen. I like he just throwed the truth right after he just bombed right up on, throwed that tumor up. Went back to the doctor and they said, we can't find, that's God tracks right there. Amen. That's seeing what can't be seen. Now the world would try to, try to come up with some other thing, some other way, some other, some other method of how this took place or some other ex- explanation. But let me tell you something, there are some things that you just have to say that was God. That was my Lord. I recognize that person. That's how he works. That's what he does. And brother, when it's unexplainable, he's normally behind it. He's the one that's able to do what I can't do. He's the one who said that I can do exceeding abundantly above what you'll ever ask or think. That's who I'm talking about today. And I see him as one that is invisible. I can see him. Can you? I can see him. He's real tonight. And his realness, friend, is not based upon the flesh or what, what I can feel. His realness <laughs> is based upon the assurances that he gives me. Let me give you these three assurances and I'll close. But faith produces these assurances in the life of a Christian man or woman. Number one, number one, faith assures me of his existence. Faith assures me of his existence. Let me read it for you tonight. Let me get back to Romans chapter number one. I read this in part the other night. but I feel like we're going to read it again tonight. Romans chapter number one. The Bible said in verse number 20, for the invisible things of him. Do you you hear him? For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Wait, I thought you just read it was invisible things. I did. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. That just reinforces what the Apostle Paul was saying about Moses. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He could see what can't be seen by the world. Being understood by the things that are made. Even, now listen, this is what it says, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. What's he saying? What he's saying is is that we can see the eternal power and Godhead of this invisible God by faith, by faith. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Proving to us his existence. Proving. Now this ain't the only thing. You can't exhaust this subject, right? I I ain't got breath to preach all this. But I'll tell you right now, his existence 
can be proven to you, but it will not be by the evidence of this world, but by the evidence of faith. Now, God can make a believer out of anybody. I believe that. And there is enough earthly evidence on here to absolutely confirm there is a God, right? He would go as far to say as you can even look at creation and know that there had to be a creator, right? There had to be a God. There's a God. The fool said in his heart, there is no God, right? You're just foolish to say there's no God. But what the world needs is proof of his existence. Listen, they keep looking for earthly proof when what they really need is the spiritual proof. It's not the earthly proof. It ain't because when I looked at the back of a box turtle one time, I was amazed at all them designs and who drew them. I was amazed at that. It ain't just because when I see some of the most amazing wonders of his creation today that are visible with the earthly eye, that ain't why I believe there's a God. No, I'll tell you why I believe in his existence. It happened to me one night when I was nine years old and I was minding my own business. I wasn't hunting for God. I wasn't trying to hear God. I wasn't trying to know God. But right about that time, he spoke to me. He came to, he entered into my world through the spirit of God. And that moment I knew he was real. You see, faith, Gives me assurance of his existence. It's by faith, you see, that we know there is a God. It's not by earthly proof. It's it's by faith. But not only does faith prove his existence, but faith assures us of his providence. Faith assures us of what he will do for us and what he has done for us. You see, it's by faith that these things are real. I read, let me go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Let me read it, verse number six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What's he saying? He's saying it's by faith that we know that God exists But it's also by faith that we experience the providence of this almighty God. You say, preacher, what's the Bible say about that? Romans 8 and verse 28 said this. Said, for we know. (laughs) How do you know? It's by faith. It's by faith. You say, you can't just know by believing. Brother, that's what salvation is all about. I know because I believed. Believing is knowing him. It's seeing him who is invisible. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to the purpose of God. You say, does it really assure us of his providence? Well, listen, if he's God, if he's really who he says he is, then he's in charge and he's in control. You say, well, give me examples of that. Listen, every one of you have got examples of that in your own life. If you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you've got examples of the providence of God that was at work when you couldn't work, was doing when you couldn't do, was making it happen when you were already down for the count. The providence of God working in your life. You say, preacher, how in the world are you so certain of that? Listen, it ain't because I have proved God in this world. It's because he's proved himself in my heart. I believe in the one who I can't see. As seeing him 
who is invisible. We see him, not with eyes, but with our heart. And we know that he's real. We experience the power of his providence, the working in our lives. Listen, every one of us tonight, if I just said, give me a testimony, you've got one. You could tell things in your life that only God could do. And you'd stand right here and you'd, you'd stake everything in your heart and in your mind on this simple truth that God did that for you. You see, it's faith that assures me of the providence of God. He would say also in Romans 8 chapter, along toward the last of the chapter, he said, nay, in all these things we've been made more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let me read it. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You say, put your hand in the world. Can you be so assured of the providence of God? Amen. Working, always working to good in your life. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's, it's not because of, of, of just the the testimonies that I've got, I certainly have got experiential knowledge tonight that I can add to the process because I've been there and done that in many circumstances and God has proved himself real every time. That's there. But what gives you the assurance about tomorrow which you haven't seen? What's your assurance about tomorrow which if it comes, you're going to need help again? And here's what I believe for the people of God that you will endure as seeing him who is invisible. Not with our eyes, but with our heart. Because we know that he's real. We feel his presence. That takes me to the last point. We're assured of his existence. We're assured of his providence. And faith also assures me of his presence. Of his presence. When something is present, there is a sense. You ever, ever been somewhere and feel like somebody's looking at you? And you turn around, and they are. You look around, and they are. Now, how'd you know that? I don't know exactly how you know that stuff, but how do you know when God's there? How do you, you know? You talked about that Greg this morning and he went, he come by and he touched you. Now that's the kind of talk that people would put you in, in somewhere crazy for. Right? Because you, you're serious. Right? You told me that is the truth. And because I know what you're talking about, I went along with it. Because that's what he does to me. You see, my faith assures me of his presence. Because it's when we believe God that it pleases God. And I'll tell you right now, the Bible said the Spirit of God bears witness with truth. And when we believe God, there ain't nothing that causes the Spirit of God to be any more close to us as when we believe God, when we just believe God. His Spirit is ever near and ever close and interceding for us. Let me read just two verses of Scripture from Ephesians chapter number 1. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, 
the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Listen to what he said, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. You say, well, it's too late for the preacher. He's done convinced that God's real. Amen. I need no other proof. Right? God God has already proven himself. As a matter of fact, the first day I met him was proof enough. What he did in that very instant when he made me so lost and then made me so saved in that very moment, I could not have ever denied from that point that there is a God that he lives within us. Some would say, I'll give an invitation here, but some would say that the Christian faith is a blind faith. Well, I would declare today, based off the word that I shared with you, it's not blind at all. We see fairly clearly, don't we? And we see him. It's not blind at all. My faith today is not blind in the least. Because when we believe God, there's a spiritual ability to then see him. And all his handiwork is all around us. His existence, his providence, his presence, all of these things proving to us over and over without ever seeing him with our eyes. We experience in our hearts and know without a doubt he's real and he's present. Thank the Lord. If you're here tonight and you need the Lord, I'm just going to give you an invitation. If you need him, would you come? Just right now, step out from wherever you're at. He's real. He can help you. He can help you. Anybody at all?